Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of The Junk Drawer. Today we're interviewing my teacher, and not Austin and Kristen's, Mr. Gunther. He is the science teacher and, in general, the school expert on plants and animals. I'm Kai. I'm Austin. I'm Kristen. And I'm Mr. Gunther. We did it, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We totally did that. We made we it. Three times. So we we can't have a visual on this podcast, and I wish we could, but uh, if you saw Mr. Gunther's classroom, it has a lot of both alive and dead animals in it. Mm, death. He has a, he has a cabinet. <laughs> um, inside of this cabinet is a squished cat. Oh, <laughs> mummified cat, but yes, squished is better. <laughs> So, what was the first pet that you ever had? It's kind of funny, because my first pet was actually a cat, so I mean, that's kind of ironic that you brought that in. Um, It is not the same cat, though, so I'll just let you guys know that. Okay. Oh, that's okay. But yeah, my first pet actually I had was a uh, cat, and his name was Pumpkin, because he was orange, so I was real real ironic with the name there. Um, And it was kind of funny, my brother actually played a joke on me when I was a kid, and I had my pet pumpkin, and we were best of friends, and he slept with me at nights and everything, and my brother came in one time with an orange cat, and it was missing a tail, and he told me that he accidentally chopped my cat's tail off. Oh. And so I, like, freaked out. I took this cat to my room. I'm bawling my eyes out, and then he comes to my room laughing with my actual cat. So he actually brought a different cat, and I thought it was my own, so. Do you think pumpkin liked Halloween? Of course, that's his favorite holiday. Right, just making well, sure. Duh. Making sure. His, what, Ironically, I his mean, name is Pumpkin. What, what were mean, Pumpkin's thoughts yeah. on actual pumpkins? He was very upset. Okay. They, oh. he, he thought they took his name. Oh. Mm. They did. Which, which thing came first, the color orange or the fruit orange? The color. No, it had to have been the fruit, because how did they find out the color? Yeah, but rainbow. Like rainbows. Okay. Okay. True. Fruit became before language. Yes. Yep. Let's move there on. Was, so do you have was, a favorite there, like type of pet? Like bugs? Like liz- lizard people? things? My favorite type of pet? <laughs> lizard yes. people? Yes. Lizard <laughs> things. She said people. Are you asking me? Yes, you. Oh, my favorite type of pet? Um, it's a tough one. I mean, I really love turtles, dogs, and cats, but I mean, I've always kind of liked cats for some reason, so those are probably it's my pumpkin. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. C- because of pumpkin, yes, yes. He kind of got me started off liking cats, so growing up on a farm, having them was a lot of fun, so... Yeah, I but I had, sev- I had lots of other pets, though, guys. Like, I grew up with several different kinds. Uh, um, lots of pets. What animals do you breed, and do you sell them? Um, yes. Uh, so I've been growing up on a farm. Like, we had animals all the time. I mean, I raised ducks. I mean, I had chickens. Um, I actually bred dogs for a little bit. Just not much, but I had a cocker spaniel and a golden retriever. And Ooh. then we had miniature cockers, or miniature golden retrievers that I raised. Um, we have rabbits. So like if you bought rabbits from Earl May or if you went to Baumgars or something, usually my family would supply the rabbits that went to them. Um, this year we actually had hedgehogs in the room that were born. So that was pretty cool. The kids got to experience birth of hedgehogs in our room. So they got to play with them and see how they grew and everything like that. So we could talk about reproduction and go from there. So yeah, we had a lot of pets growing up and it was a lot of fun. Uh, about how many pets or types of pets do you have? Because I know you have cockroaches. Like That's over, kind of hard like to... overall or just currently right now? Currently right now. Currently right now. Well, in the classroom, you kind of talked about pets. Um, I have hedgehogs in there. I have three different, uh, three different species of cockroaches. I have up about 
10 different species of turtles. There's six turtles in the classroom right now. I have a leopard six. gecko. I have a leopard gecko up there and then mealworms to help feed the turtles and feed the leopard geckos. So we kind of raise our own food source for the animals as well. So we don't have to go out and get it. We actually raise the food source that we can feed the animals in the classroom itself. Um, at my house, I actually have canaries. I have four dogs. I have four cats. I have chickens. And so, I mean, I have pets all over. So I have three dogs. I have a teacup chihuahua and I don't know what the bigger one is. But, and then I think Scooby, which she is, she looks like a pug and a wiener dog mix. That's Ruh-roh. funny. I have, a, actually, I have a little she, pug. She. I have my four dogs. The three of them were adopted, and they're actually adopted through the uh, Humane Society just outside of town in Northeast Nebraska Animal Shelter. And so I actually got three of my dogs through them. And then my other dog, my little pug, I actually got from somebody that raised pugs. So, but otherwise, most of my animals like that are adopted. I used so. to have a cat, and then um, it died. Well, you got to take care of it. Well, I, I, it was, I didn't, it wasn't in my house. Oh, okay. Um, it was at my uh, biological mom's house. Okay. Yeah, uh, it got ran over. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's hard. losing a. That's the only bad thing about having pets is because you're going to experience loss, and that's probably one of the hardest things. Even as you get older, like even today, if I lost a pet today, it would be traumatizing. I that's mean, why carnival goldfish exist. Yeah. Uh, I had another cat and it was also named Garfield and it ate Halloween lights. Was it orange too? Yeah. Yes, it was orange. Wow, you and I are both. You know, you know the the first one before it got ran over? Yeah, uh he ate uh three quarters of a pan of lasagna because I was about to ask they left lasagna. They left the lasagna on the counter and the cat's like, Hmm, lasagna eats half the pan. At least you left a little for you. Yeah. One time on my brother's birthday, we went out to eat, and my mom had baked a cake, and it was cooling on the oven, and when we got back, my dog had eaten half the cake. Wow. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's a Great Dane German Shepherd mix, and she is allergic to grain. Oh, really? Oh. So that was fun. Yeah. Oh, no. Have fun finding dog food. <laughs> well, I th- my dad goes to, like, Baumgars or something, and there's grain-free dog food there. Gotcha. It's just like gluten-free humans. There you go. My we we used to have a dog. Um, his name was Daisy. It was like a black lab, a black lab. It we my mom got it from like the dog shelter. It had like all these diseases. Apparently, she was, however, slightly allergic to humans. Ooh. And uh, she had like heartworm and stuff. And well, I mean, humans can be allergic diseases. to dogs. So. Yeah. All those bad diseases. Humans yeah. can Heart, be allergic to other humans. Heart, heartworm is really bad with dogs. I yeah. mean, and when you treat them, it can get yeah. very, it can almost be deadly. She to ended the dog. up having like seizures and then a few weeks later she died. Yeah. Heart, heartworm is very hard on dogs. And yeah, getting it treated it is. is expensive and it's very hard on the actual dog. They can't really move. They're supposed to be very calm, not use any energy. And so it is very hard on the dog once they get heartworm. Yeah. So my my aunt had a dog. uh, His name was Cooper, and he was a few months older or younger than me. And he passed away like last year. That was sad. It is. It's it's very hard losing a pet. That's the worst thing. Mm. They bring so much joy, but when they're gone, you lose so much. My mom used to have a dog, and it was like an all black Labrador, I think. And um, my uncle now, his name is Owen, and him and her used to go on walks, but he wouldn't actually walk. He'd get a pair of roller skates on, get the leash, have the dog run down the sidewalk, and they just 
vehicle. That, that would be awesome. I'd wipe out. I know I would. Traveling without having to use money. <laughs> there you go. Eco-friendly. So how much do you spend on your animals every month or year or so? Um, that depends. Like, typically, I'll probably, I mean, a decent amount. I mean, anywhere from 50 to 150 a month if I have to. Um, some months might be higher if there's, like, a vet bill in there because if they come up with a surgery you're not planning for, my dog had her knee go out, and she had to have a $1,000 surgery. Mm. So, I mean, just kind of depends on what life throws our way and what you have to take care of. That's a lot of money. My dog, I don't know what it was. She, She's, like, six or seven now, and she... Her back leg, like, the, there was a tendon that deteriorated. And so the vet was like, you can either get a really expensive surgery that'll work better, or you can get a cheaper surgery that you'll prob- that probably won't work forever. But it was, it was actually really nice because he, he put her under anesthesia and, like, did a better examination than he could have done, like, when she was awake. And uh, it turns out she didn't need the surgery and that she could probably heal on her own. And now she's fine. Yeah, lucky. Nice. That sounds exactly like what my dog, and it was yeah. kind of based off weight. And so that's probably why your dog was recommended if they went with the more expensive surgery. Cause if they're above 70 pounds, cause yours you said was a large dog. She's like 80 pounds. Yeah. I so, I mean, there's kind of a range right through there, but yeah, those surgeries are never fun. So you got lucky there. My grandparents have a dog. My grandpa has a dog. It's named Snickers. <laughs> it's a Corgi. And it looks like a Snickers bar. It's colored exactly <laughs> like a Snickers bar. It's black on top. It's like a lighter tannish color in the middle, and then Kinda it's like white on the bottom. Really? That's yeah. Funny. You know, it'd be and hilarious. It has like if, it's if like it, a it's like a I hate to say it, it's a fat dog. It's like really fat. <laughs> it'd and be so hilarious it if it was like she can run. He can run like fast, but he's got like a leg condition, so he can't walk very well. It'd honestly be. Be hilarious if it was like a kind of a brownish dog. It had like a caramel color, yeah. you know that orangey color that dogs have, yeah. like in their chest and down their belly, and then the like the yeah. bottom was like kind of like their paws were brown, so it yeah. actually looked like the inside of a sticker. My great uncle has the the best definition of a rat dog. <laughs> like what is it? Oh, uh, I don't even know what kind of dog she is. She's white and she's fluffy and she's crusty. <laughs> crusty dogs crusty. Um, uh, I used so, to live in Stanton And I had a dog named um, Poppy And right now All of his teeth are deteriorated And he can the only thing he can eat is fresh applesauce Ooh. Oh. And mushed up dog food oh. Speaking of dog food <laughs> What kind of food do your different animals eat? Um, well it depends on what kind of animal you're talking about um, Right now I currently have my dogs on Diamond so diamond dog food there. My cats are on Purina One. And then if you're talking like with birds, you get the canary seed. Um, my animals here at school, hedgehogs, if you didn't know this, they actually eat cat food. Um, they like insects as well. So sometimes we'll sneak a cockroach in there and they love to gobble those up. But otherwise, cat food for the hedgehogs. And then the turtles have the turtle food that you can buy for them. And the leopard gecko, like I said, we actually raise the mealworms and everything in our room so that we can actually feed the leopard gecko, we can feed the hedgehog, we can feed the turtles off the organisms that we raise in our room. So which pet of yours do you think is the easiest to take care of, like low-maintenance kind of pets? Easiest would, I don't know, it's tough. I would probably say like the hedgehog or the leopard gecko, only because they don't make much of a mess. 
I mean, the hedgehogs, I have to clean every once in a while, but they're pretty much, they go to the bathroom in kind of one area of the cage, pretty easy to clean. The leopard gecko is pretty easy to take care of. Again, it's a reptile, so they're a little bit lower maintenance as in with care, but you do still have to take quite care of them and actually do your research before you actually get a leopard gecko. And that's what I tell all my students. You can easily acquire pets, but you need to do the research behind it to act to adequately supply for your pets as well. How many species of plants do you have? Species of plants, I have no idea. I probably have three, four, five, six hundred different species of plants. Don't you have like wow. a cactus in kind of so like the greenhouse part of your room? Yep, I have cactus and succulents in my room. And then I also, in my house, those are just the overflow from what I have in my house. I mean, my <laughs> house is completely full. Like the whole length of the house is full. I have succulents. I have hibiscus plants. I have, al- I mean, there are some, and then my garden outside is huge too. But the ones inside are mostly succulents and cactus. And then otherwise I have the perennials and annuals outside in my garden. It was this, I had your wellow one day. There was this like <laughs> stink plant. <laughs> the voodoo lily. Yeah, that's an interesting lily. one. Um, the voodoo lily, um, actually, it's the, why it's called the voodoo lily is because it's weird growing. Um, you actually put the bulb in your basement over winter, and then in the spring, it will randomly start shooting up a spike. And so without having any roots or any nutrients provided, it will actually produce a flower spike. And it will flower, then the flower will die off, and then I need to go plant it. And then the foliage, the greens, will then grow from the bulb. And then in the next fall, then I will take that bulb and put it back into my basement. But yes, it, it actually, did you, no. you couldn't smell it that day. I think the smell was gone. It only lasts for about a day, but it actually smells of rotten flesh. Oh. <laughs> so, so like when they bloom in my kitchen, it smells like there's rotten flesh rotting in my kitchen. And there's a lot of different varieties. Um, one of the biggest <laughs> ones is uh, Titan. Um, if you guys ever seen Dennis the Menace, where the uh, he's growing that real big flower and it's going to bloom real fast and then um, he gets called away and he misses the bloom. You can actually buy those, but they actually, but they only bloom like every seven to 10 years. So you take a lot of care before you can get one actual bloom out of those. I remember when I was younger, uh, my uncle's girlfriend at the time, she had bought these flowers and she called them dragon flowers because when you press at like the bottom of the flower, it like open. opens up a little bit yep. yeah it, it was so weird because it actually looked like a dragon and it was cool plants have a lot of unique characteristics they're pretty cool piggybacking on that unique plants do you have a favorite plant like how it looks kind of things uh favorite plant i mean it's gonna sound weird you might not know what i'm talking about but like bush clover um hibiscus plants those are pretty cool um, there's actually a popcorn plant, which is pretty neat. You can actually get them around here, but they're just annuals, so they just grow one season. But they can get, like, seven foot tall. And when you touch the leaves and you smell your fingers, it actually smells like popcorn. Mm. So oh. it's actually pretty cool. And it actually, when it blooms, it looks like popcorn and everything. So they're pretty unique plant as well. So, But hibiscus, those are awesome. I'm kind of big into those right now. i got a couple hundred of them outside. And so i got to get all those. Just moved. casually mention they have <laughs> hundreds of hundreds one of, kind well, of plants. Okay, well, i got a couple hundred of those, and i got about 300 and some daylilies, and I have, I oh. mean, my yard's full, so. Just, just the fact you can plants. say this really casually, like, ah, oh, yeah, i got, like, 700 plants in my basement. <laughs> well, I've got a really off-topic question. What's your opinion on five-minute crafts? Five-minute crafts? Oh. Yes. I love them. Do it yourself? Oh, I could do that all day. <laughs> I can get distracted just like you guys. So which kind of plants are like the easiest to take care of? Like you don't have to feed them. Feed them? I mean water them? Like wa- same thing. <laughs> you gotta fer- no. no, you can say fertilize, fertilize though. You gotta exactly. fertilize. Exactly. Um, succulents and cacti are, can be decently easy because of the low maintenance. Um, aloe vera plants are actually really easy. They actually say to the easy, if you take care of an aloe vera plant, you might kill it. 
Yeah. But if you forget oh. about it, it'll actually do better. Oh. Which is weird, but it actually... My mom had an aloe vera plant when we lived in Stanton. And she, like, it would just sit in our sunroom because that was, like, the most... That was the room, room that got the most room. <laughs> that was, like, the room that got the most sunlight. Mm-hmm. And she'd leave it there, and it would do f- perfectly fine. But, like, once every few months, she would water it. Yep. And it was, it, would, it was so healthy. And then um, I got a scrape. And she's like, oh, here, breaks the leave and puts it on my scratch. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's aloe vera. It's going to help heal it. And I'm like, Yeah, plants have some wild capabilities. And that's where they actually, if you guys notice, we actually got a lot of our medicines and stuff from like plants. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing with deforestation, why they're so worried is what plants are we destroying that have medical qualities that we aren't Mm -hmm. actually, that we don't know about. My dad grew up in California and he and his brother had a giant aloe vera plant in their backyard. That'd be awesome. Wow. That Um, would be cool. Where do you get your animals? Where do I get my animals? Yes. All over. I mean, far out. I mean, one time I got a hedgehog when I was in North Carolina, and then mm. she rode in the car all the way back. Um, but otherwise, just around the area, I mean, you never know where you're going to find something. Like I said, I rescued my dogs from the Humane Society here in town. Um, a lot of the stuff I raised my own. So, like, when I was young, we'd go to, they have exotic animal auctions. And so you could go there, you can find some different stuff that you could bring back. So, like, ducks and chickens and rabbits. And then usually I just raise it myself or find it online if somebody's selling it. My cockroaches I ordered off eBay. It's surprising what you can get off there. But I ordered my cockroaches off eBay. They sent them to me. Um, this fall, I got some chicken eggs that I ordered. They're AM Samani, so they're pure black. So the bones are black, the organs are black, the tongues are black. Everything is black with this chicken. And I actually had some eggs shipped up from Arkansas, I think it was. And then I hatched them in my incubator, and now they're currently laying eggs. So pretty neat. Where is a good place to find healthy animals? Healthy animals, you just... Basically, there's no one place to find healthy animals. Just make sure you do your research. Mm. So, like, if you're going to buy from a person, you might want to look up, has that person sold multiple times? Are they constantly breeding their animals? How are they taking care of them? Um, A lot of times, if I'm going to go buy a pet, I might ask to see the parents because that's a good indicator on how well they are taken care of. So if the parents don't look good or they look sick or unhealthy, that can be passed down through genetics onto the offspring. And I want to make sure that everything is being done appropriately. You know, the bad thing about that is they could also just be old. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it is. Dang. There's um, there's like a an animal rescue kind of place in Minnesota. It's called Snake Discovery. <gasps> I've heard of that place. And they opened a facility like last year two years ago um and so they've got like a zoo portion and then they also have like a sale kind of portion where they they have this thing called adoption island where it's a bunch of um cages that are they're they're easy to clean out that they can have different animals that they foster for a few weeks while they try to find them homes that's cool there's a tv show and this place actually exists in florida but the the tv show is called dr k's exotic animal er i think i've seen that and it's it's a really interesting show because there's like snakes there's fish there's fox there's a bunch of animals, and it's so interesting. Singular. It's fun to just watch that kind of fox. stuff. You kind of yeah. just get sucked one in fox. and just want to watch like, more. And then and then they leave you on, like, 
the end of his episode and you're like, I want to see the next one, but it's not out. <laughs> Am I the only one whose day was made when Zubumafu came on after Wild Kratz? Uh, you guys aren't even old enough. There was Kratz creatures to watch before I, that. I, Wild okay. Kratz. Zubumafu was like once a week. Oh, I watch it every day. Yeah. You've never heard like, of Zubumafu? Zubumafu no. is no, the best oh thing. What it's is amazing. Zubumafu? <laughs> you know Wild It's Kratz? a talking yeah. lemur. I watched Wild Kratz, Wild Kratz like, all the time. They're old now. Yeah, I knew them when they were young because I'm old. Oh, so before, so Wild Kratz are now. <laughs> before they made Wild Kratz, they made Zabumafu, and they had like a jumping lemur. Uh, and it was pretty cool. And it talked. And it talked. <gasps> oh, that show. Oh, that yeah. I remember that. Imagine oh, having that. that good of a relationship with your brother. That would that would actually. Be me. I wonder. Be me. I always think that one. Huh, I don't know about that. I always <laughs> well, my older sister they, doesn't love. <laughs> I always want to look them up and see. Do they actually get along, or how do they? Because they have to. They've been are doing they it still for. Still alive? They are. I think they're in their sixties right now. Are yeah, those the same guys from guy. Wild Kratz? Yes. Oh. Do they look like that in real life? Yes. Remember. Yes, they do. He's yes. Martin Kratz is fifty-six. That's pretty close. Oh. And Chris holds Chris. Give me a second. He is 52. Chris so Kratt. 56 and 52, you said? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. So Google tells me like who these people are. So I've got Chris Kratt, actor, Martin Kratt's brother. <laughs> That's funny. That's one of his original yeah, qualities. There's actually Kratt's Creatures. That's one of the first ones I've seen. So Kratt's Creatures, then Zabumafu. Then, and then Wild Kratz. Because they got too old to do things. They made it animated. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm <laughs> I'm getting up there too. So that would be like my you are dream 32. job. That would be like my dream job if I could do that every day. But Your birthday was like three weeks ago. I know. I know. But What's no, I would love to do that job. But it's like when I think about it, it's like I do. I work yeah. at the junior high. I work with all you kids, which are... The only thing is that, animals, like, you yes. don't, you don't all travel all around. Plants. Just say it, you don't, you don't travel around to I know, that's everywhere. The only, that, that, that's the only non-fun yeah. part, but yeah. that's why I had to get the cockroaches to come to the classroom. Oh. <laughs> well, like, that's kind of unreasonable. They've got this weird spaceship thing that, like, can shrink them. Yeah, the oh. tortuga. <laughs> that can shrink them, and they can turn into different this. animals, and it's... Wouldn't that be awesome, though? Yeah, you would just turn into like a really tiny animal and then run away. <laughs> and I hide from students. In, I would turn into a spider and then hide under people's shoes. Uh, why their the, shoes? Because you're then they won't find me. No, no ants. Like, you turn into an ant and hide under people's shoes. You never. Oh, yeah. You can't step on an ant and have it just die. Just become an elephant and nobody will step on you. Yeah. But, but you'll, you'll step, step on them. On. You will. Because elephants on. are huge. Okay, oh, wait, let's wrap wait, up the I wanna, episode. I want to be oh. a giraffe because then I'd finally be tall. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that, okay? Only I am. Oh. I am shorter than every single one of my friends except you. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something from Gunther, and see you in the next one, I suppose. Bye-bye.